Do you got any notes with you? No, because I don't know what the topic is. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thanks for sitting down here doing this with you. Uh, I'll, I'll just preface this conversation a little bit just for our... Is that the correct term, preface? Do a quick introduction for our listeners. Um, so how this podcast started is uh, Will Ann Thomas. Hello. All right. Um, well, introduce yourself real quick. Okay, my name is Willan Thomas. I am the tourism marketing supervisor for the city of Aztec, which means I oversee and manage uh, our ads and marketing for um, tourism. I also oversee the visitor center. And right now, it, the important thing is that I do the Christmas parade oh, nice. in Aztec. Yeah. And. Uh, Okay, and how so? How I met Will Ann is you started attending ATOS meetings. Pretty yes. Much. Well, and then I worked here at the city for a little bit. So just through, I mean, just we just happened to run into each other. Um, we're both pretty involved with uh, the progression of our community as far as outdoor recreation goes, which is a thing that's happening right now, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so we have like a similar passion shared there. Um, but this podcast, you were working on a podcast. And still are working on a podcast? I'm still looking into that and working on it. I've got the equipment and everything, okay. but not a lot of background in podcasting as far as the uh, software and how to make it happen. So this is an entry for me into that field. Perfect. Um, well, I could do it, so I have a lot of faith <laughs> in you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> have a lot of faith this in This is anyway. good. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll just let you borrow my equipment or whatever and we'll, we'll go from there. But Well, I actually have the equipment now. Oh, you're already good to go. I've got the microphones and everything. I have the microphone. I have the compute, designated computer. Um, I'm working on setting up the how-tos and nice. the connections. Um, but still a little nervous about taking that first step and just jumping off and doing it yeah so I mean I've I've have some experience on radio but it's very yeah. minimal yeah. Um, and then just not sure about just sitting here and talking to myself uh, with myself <laughs> mm. yeah I feel you that's the challenge uh, it it definitely helps. And, that, and that's your plan, right? You want to have guests. You want to kind of interview uh, leaders or uh, small business owners. And well, mostly like it would be, and I have completed a list of potential um, interviewees that are in and about um, these, this Four Corners region that work in the area of tourism that are about outdoor recreation so there's there's lots of opportunities and people to talk with um, who have more knowledge uh, about specific areas like uh, sandstone arches, hiking trails, mountain bike trails, horseback riding, um, archaeology, geology. Alien crashes. Alien UFO crashes, <laughs> yes. I have to answer questions all the time about UFO crash sites. And then when I share, they of course, they always say, and what do you think? Well, <laughs> I could go back and forth on what I think yeah. because there's a lot of good information out there that really points in the direction that our 
in Aztec, one and only UFO crash site, really did take place. But yet there's nothing there because supposedly the government came in and took it all away. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But being a Christian, I find it difficult to believe that we are the only ones in the universe that that have life on this planet. Mm -hmm. Or in this universe, yeah. Or in this universe. So, you know, uh, it's very possible. It is, yeah. I like that. I like the UFO talk. Um, so, let me see. What what else could we talk about? I guess I should have been a little more. <laughs> this is what, That's what, this I, is what I always always try to avoid, but it's all good. Um, well, hopefully so, you edit. Yeah, I, I try to, but I try not to. Also, you know what I mean? Just because sure. I like it. Like you like it, it more natural. Fresh a little, yeah. Um, Organic. I do, yeah, I do want. I do want to sit down with you and do these regularly if we can. Um, obviously, we'll be a little more prepared. But there's so much to talk about. You're involved with the, a lot of the economic development stuff, and then we. I just seen you at the Ori meeting yesterday, so there's plenty of stuff to discuss. And then Asics always has things going on, so we'll just go. We'll just roll with that. We'll get you on maybe one Thursday out of the month or something like that. Well, and good. I do. Um I do oversee City of Aztec's Facebook page. Okay. As perfect. well as a tourism Facebook page. And Ed Cotique and I, Ed being the hands on person um, and my boss, mm-hmm. uh, we oversee a tourism website which has a great deal of information, okay. especially if you're visiting Aztec. Or even if you're a local and looking for something to do on any given weekend, mm-hmm. um, we c- we can point you in the direction of if you like hiking or or uh, water, in the sense that the new marina out at Navajo Lake is excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also mountain biking, which I know you're very much into. There are a great deal of things that you can really get involved with. We have. Our outdoors, as I warn people who come in daily, that it's a wilderness and it's not a park. Mm-hmm. So it, it's rough. Yeah. It's going to require walking or hiking, and you're walking on sand. So if anybody's ever walked on a beach, you know how your legs feel at the end of the day. Yeah. You've really done a workout. So letting people be aware of what it entails so that they aren't, one, disappointed by their experience or two, get into a situation that they're not equipped for. Perfect. Uh, what do you got coming up next? Coming up, we have Safe Treats on October 31st, oh, which oh, is usually the businesses in town. There's a there's a, a poster that they will post in their sh- store window to let people know who's participating and who possibly isn't. And on the 31st from four to six, uh, bring the kids out and take them up Maine and, and any of the other businesses uh, to do kind of what we did as a kid, um, trick-or-treat. Perfect. Um, the police are out there, so it's managed. There's It's, it's a, a safety zone. Yeah. Um, so that, which is kind of what you need these days. Yeah. Is there um, a parade or something? Did, did 
Did I see that? There is a parade coming up. That's Veterans Day Parade. Oh, okay. And that's the 11th of November at 11 o'clock. So it's 11, 11, 11, easy to remember. Okay. And um, it's, it's an annual event, which is the Veterans Day Parade. Perfect. And they sometimes have a, a breakfast at the VFW, but you'll have to check with VFW. They, they haven't posted anything yet. Oh, okay. Did they put it on? They host it. The, the VFW does yeah. the parade. Oh, okay. So any questions or need for information, you have to go to them. Okay. Because above, beyond having the flyer, yeah. I don't have any other information. <laughs> There's also, because it's October, October, Sutherland Farms on weekends is open for their pumpkin patch. So that that's going on. That'll be done in October? Yes, they, they, it'll, they don't, they to my knowledge, it ends at the end of October. Oh, okay, cool. And again, yeah. there is a flyer. It's on our our website page, AztecNM.com. It's also on the Tourism and the City of Aztecs web, Facebook page. Nice. So we do try to keep the, the community knowledgeable about what's going on as far as events. Uh, but... I don't know where to go from there. Um, um, Christmas sparkles? is coming. Yeah, yeah, you guys got something going and on. And so that will be the first weekend in December, which is December 7th, nice. which, as most of you will know, that is also an anniversary, um, not of the good kind. Mm -hmm. But uh, we will have the parade. Downtown businesses are, are doing projects and having specials there'll be music all day downtown with sound sound machine and emceeing our day so you have to kind of check out the businesses to see what they're offering but we have on the sixth is the river glow one of the local churches puts that on down at riverside park and i believe it's like a nativity scene and, and oh, okay. things like that they last year was their first one i'm still waiting for a little more information on that uh, aztec ruins does their evening of lights on the sixth okay so they're kind of going on simultaneously but also means that you can do one and then you can go over to the other so you can get both things in and make it a real evening and then go have dinner in aztec there you go that's mm -hmm. yeah let me get that in, please. <laughs> um, then the 7th is the, the event downtown, and the parade is on the 7th as well, which is starts at 6 p.m. on December 7th. That's a Saturday. And then after the parade is the tree lighting at Minimum Minium Park, and we will have cocoa and cookies, as we did last year. And I believe we're going to have even more lights in Minium Park than we did last year. Nice. As well as the um, the lighting of the city complex and the lighting in the plaza downtown and the lighting along the streets in downtown. So we're going to have a lot of lights out there. <laughs> so it really will sparkle. Yeah. Which is what everybody likes is to come out and see the lights. The city of Aztec is doing their lighting contest again this year. Okay. So there'll be... A residential contest and I believe that's where uh, citizens 
can vote uh, okay. online as to which one they like. And then there's a winner each week. Then okay. um, there is a business contest, and someone, one of the businesses will, be, will win. Nice. And then this year they're opening up to the commissioners to go out to the, the section of town that they represent because each commissioner actually represents a part of Aztec. Oh. So they're going to go out to those neighborhoods and they will choose a winner. That's cool. So there's That'd lots of opportunities to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. What do you win? You win a plaque and you win, I believe, like so much towards your utility bill. <laughs> nice. That's really cool. Which actually. is good. So yeah. more lights, please. <laughs> And let's sparkle. We want them to see us in space. Yep, perfect. So, I got I got to give a shout out to the Parks and Rec guys because they they're usually the ones out there hanging. Oh my gosh, they they put up lights like nobody's business. (laughs) They do a really good job. Also in Aztec for Thanksgiving is our annual Thanksgiving dinner at the Senior Community Center, which is a free to those who need and are looking for uh, a place to go for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. And then on Christmas Day, they also do a Christmas dinner. Very cool. The, the one for Thanksgiving, I know, is from 11 to 1. I'd have to look for the Christmas one. But usually the hours are about the same. Perfect. But you can go on our website or you can go on our Facebook, and we will be posting all of these things between now and when they take place. Nice. Uh, there is a winter solstice also, the end of December that the Aztec Ruins uh, conducts. Okay. And I believe uh, Chaco participates in that as well. And what is that exactly? What's that? In v- winter in that? solstice yeah, yeah. is when, it's when things line up solarly. Um, so I would need to read up a little bit more to give you a, a definitive answer, but it's it's about when the sun and the moon and everything lines up. Oh, okay. And but they do, um, well, what does the event entail? They just, games You go for kids out and, and you watch it happen. Out, oh, okay. Out in, Aztec like, Chaco or a- Aztec ruins. Well, that's cool. And there's usually uh, some kind of speaker and or someone who's leading it, so... Nice they can explain things to you. That would be neat. And then you're kind of in that atmosphere, that old school kind of mm-hmm. nature atmosphere, hanging out in ruins. Well, if you, I don't know if you've ever seen, the PBS did a special a number of years ago. Robert Redford uh, narrates it, which, but it's an excellent piece on Chaco and how all of the buildings in and around Chaco line up solarly with the sun wow. all year long. That's pretty crazy. But then after they discovered this, they also found that the buildings also line up for the moon. Wow. And the moon cycle, I think, is 11 years, where the sun is a, a year yeah. cycle. So it's really fascinating. Yeah, it is. It is cool the way that people uh, back then, probably now, I mean, a lot of the younger kids were not that smart. I'm not, <laughs> I don't know how that works, but they really used uh, 
you know, use the use the solar and use the moon and the stars and the sun to kind of know when to plant, know when to to do a lot of things. You know, my grandpa explains it to me quite a bit. You only uh, you like butcher animals at a certain time, castrate animals sure, sure. at a certain time. All like, and you they plant, use the you moon. plant by the yeah by the moon. Yeah, I'm planted by the Well, moon. some of these buildings we were so anymore. lined up that even though the line of sight was blocked by a, a mountain or a hill or distance, yeah. they still perfectly line up. <laughs> That's so crazy. And this is people without maps. Yep. They didn't have, um, they didn't write anything down, so they had no written language. And so, and it took a number of years to build those buildings. There is a road out there that can be seen from um, when you're flying or from space yeah. that shows you that the road goes from one one area to another. Like Chaco de Grunes? Oh, wow. Yeah, there's roads in and out of Chaco that line up for, my, for miles. And t can take you to some, you know, from these to these buildings. Yeah. And so you know what it takes to develop a trail. How many times that would have without equipment? Mm -hmm. How many times it would have to be walked yep. in order for that trail to still exist and be seen from the air? Yeah, quite quite the travel path. Yes. That many years ago. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of interesting things in our area t to do or to see. It's quite fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a cool job here. Mm -hmm. I do. You just get to hang out and do this stuff all day. I mean, I'm sure it's not that simple, but you probably got... Well, some days, <laughs> like today, I bounced from Christmas parades to um, ordering magazine ads to accepting graphic art to developing new... Uh, material nice. because we do a lot we develop a lot of our own materials that we make available to give out to people visiting very cool uh, what are some uh, who do you what, what's what's like your farthest reach play where, where do you see people travel to in your since you've been here um, do you see people come from overseas quite a bit or how often do you see we that? actually keep a map that has pins in it that, show, that people who come from different places can put a pin so oh. that shows you where they have been. Now, not everybody does it. So we've got people, I have a pin in for Mongolia. Wow. Um, Moscow, uh, Australia, New Zealand, Asia. What, um, are, what are they usually most interested in, uh, in your opinion? Food? Well, the ones that come from Europe, like Germany, France, Spain, Netherlands, mm -hmm. those places are usually they're all about the Southwest. Especially oh. Germany loves the Southwest. Want to see ruins, kind of, or not? Or what do you mean? Europeans. Like, what do they want to see when they come here? What are they? Well, just the landscape. They're enthralled with cowboys and Indians. <laughs> but Europeans are great ones for hiking and being outdoors. So the whole outdoor recreation, especially the type that we have, which is wilderness, is right up their alley. They love that. They love to come and just spend time outdoors. Wow. They also love the historical, which kind of goes to the whole cowboy Indian thing. Mm -hmm. So seeing the historical Pueblo ruins, 
um, Chaco Canyon. Um, they're just enthralled with it. Man, then we cool. get people from all over the U.S. Um, and I get quite a few people. This last year, year and a half, I get more people from Canada and the Netherlands. Germany and France have already always been top hmm. contenders for the number of people that come here from there. But Canada, uh, more people are coming down because we're not that far. Yeah. Um, the Netherlands, for some reason. But there is a, a great story. I had a couple in here from the Netherlands, and I'm kind of like, after hearing the Netherlands repeated to me by people who have stopped, I'm like, so what is it with the Netherlands? And they said, well, in the Netherlands, because this is in Dutch, so I can't read it, uh -huh. there's a website that lists every state in the U.S., and in each state they have places to go and things to do and, and kind of like your top contenders for each state. And, and we're the Aztec is there. So they're coming, and they come in to talk to me to get more specific information uh -huh. um, so they don't get lost um, about our arches, about the ruins, about Bistai Dinazin, Ashni, which is as much of that as I can say. <laughs> There's um, Angel Peak, Glybrook. Yeah. They already know about it before they get here, wow. and they're just looking to, to be able to get there. And that's from the Netherlands. That's and I get people from all over Europe who come through here all the time. I would never would have guessed it that, that it's that uh, frequent. It is. Um, now, um, more on the west side, you they tend to get more Asians. Mm -hmm. uh, we do, but they like... Like, what do you mean west side? Like California? The west side or? of what we would call the Four Corners. Oh, okay. So that would be Grand Canyon, mm. Bryce Canyon, um, those yeah. big, yeah, big um, attractions. Big attractions yeah. um, tend to draw Moab, Moab, the Asian community, huh. um, because they they do have um, done in the to do the bus tours. Mm, okay, it's kind um, of a but more group. and more Asians are Brent kind of going out and hiring the car and doing like family trips versus group tours. Very cool. And yeah. more of them are coming this way. Yeah. So get ready. <laughs> yeah, I need to need to start opening up something uh, to accommodate them tourists. Yes. Do they know about Which, green chili? Do you teach them about green chili when they get here? Not usually. They already mostly know about it. Yeah. And green chili, we don't do a lot with green chili, specifically here. Yeah. Um, and with Sutherland's kind of going out of the picture, we, yeah. do, we don't have a lot of green chili. But just available. as like New Mexico in a whole, that's like the, New Mexico like in a whole, thing. but that's usually more south. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Hatch, all o they're all over that. <laughs> but they come up here for the outdoor recreation they come up here for the historical uh, value and sites nice. uh, they come up here for the fly fishing mm, yeah that's, that's come, a thing too I forget about that 
I'm yeah. not too into fishing, but it is uh, we're being on that, right? We're nationally I mean, we're known for fly fishing. Wow. Nationally. If not mm. internationally known for fly fishing in the quality waters. That is so cool. It's like we live here, so we don't always think about what we have. Oh, yeah. And yeah, definitely. It's uh, it, it kind of bums me out sometimes when you hear people, you know, I don't know to do around here. It's like, Nothing to do. I mean, there's, I, I guess, between be Bloomfield, and, Aztec, and Farmington, and Durango, there's something every weekend, if not every day. Yeah, I know. I freak out right here in Aztec. Uh, you know, we have a race car track, we have a motocross track, we have mountain bike trails. You can go running kind of anywhere. Uh, I know the river is a tricky deal. They're kind of getting access for and they're working on it. But yes. once that, if that ever happens, man, it's going to be a really cool thing to um, I think it'll attract a lot of people so my suggestion be cool to see people is float to become from all the way here. a guide there you go Just that will probably happen doesn't right? require a lot of equipment it requires some yeah. but if you have the knowledge mm -hmm. especially like with mountain biking and you can take people out yeah. and show them where the trails are uh, be there to assist them in whatever they might need because yeah. maybe it isn't mountain bikers that are to your level because yeah, yeah, I know exactly. you're pretty experienced no. but yeah. like Jessica Pilati yeah, yeah. took a uh, is taking a women's only group out to ride in Alien Run in mount in the mountain bike trail yeah very mountain cool. view bike mountain trail mountain view yeah yeah so I'll leave well, my info with you, and you're more than welcome to just give people my number, and I'll go guide them. I guess I'll have to set up something a little more legit than that, but yeah. <laughs> well, because it also one one of the issues is that is that with BLM, mm -hmm. if you take a group, you have to get a permit. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So, and then you have to think about insurance, because yep. if it's your quote group, yeah. um, if somebody falls, then wonder if I could just use my insurance like that my bike shop's already maybe if, if you put it under your bike shop yeah because I know alien bike shop is taking groups out like for community rides and things yeah. so that might be potential but not being an insurance agent I I would <laughs> I would check with somebody more knowledgeable than myself yeah for sure but that is one of the things that we really need in the area is is guides yeah that's true um, because people who just come here for the day or maybe for a week um, they don't have the experience to necessarily to always find the trails mm -hmm. that we already know about yeah. even though we're working really hard to identify those trails yep. and make more maps available to find those things there's many times I call up Ed Kotick and say, Ed, what do I tell them? How can I tell, explain to them how to get here or yeah. here? Um, because if it's real local around here, I probably have a map and information on our website. But if they want to branch out, yeah. then I call Ed. Yeah. What an asset, though. Ed's a huge asset, man, especially he for is. that. He's, I think he's probably walked every trail seen every arch if not he will by the end of this year <laughs> he's on a mission right now yes it's so exciting uh but it's part of what we need to 
broaden and expand our outdoor recreation. We have a lot of information, like I say, on our website or in, in um, the visitor center, but there's so much more. Mm -hmm. And, and it, to be able to share that with visitors, we have to identify it, map yeah. it, be able to say, okay, this trail is motorized, this trail is mountain bike, this trail is hiking. Yeah, exactly. And then also there's the whole issue of etiquette mm -hmm. and educating locals to share. Yeah, it's and a big one. It's a big one. I've seen it, witnessed it firsthand. It can get ugly sometimes. One of the, um, I don't know, I don't know the people, so... Mm -hmm. is that at one time several years ago um, some people put a rope around one of the arches so they could do rope swing and they were it was turned into BLM and BLM went out and took the rope down but um, the thought is this is sandstone yeah. <laughs> anything with friction is going to wear through sandstone mm -hmm. and so we could lose something that People just love to come and just look at yeah. and experience getting there and just enjoying the outdoors. Yeah. Um, let's not it's let's not destroy it. That's a great point. Yeah, I know that's one of my visions like we were talking about in the meeting yesterday. Uh, I think it would always be great for people just to pick up a pamphlet on the counter at their gas closest gas station and it's all there, you know. Where to ride a side by side? Where to ride a dirt bike? Where to ride? Well, a that's what we have bike. a visitor mm -hmm. center for. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be sending out my people. I work hard. <laughs> the meeting spurred me on. So I came back to the office, and we already have an etiquette list on our mm -hmm. website. Similar to the one that was shared at the meeting yesterday. Oh, okay. So we updated it, refreshed it, created our own rack card. Oh, look at that. And it has the information on the back. But we're also, part two of this is to take that information that's on the back of this rack card, which talks about etiquette and, and what we call... Um, leave it like you found it kind of thing mm -hmm. exactly yeah. and we are i'm working on a garbage bag it looks like kind of like the bags at the grocery store that you can take with you it has this etiquette information on the bag and you can pack it in and pack it out oh that'd be cool or pick it up and take it home yeah it's the only thing we say you know if you want to pick up the garbage and pack it out, we'd yeah. be grateful. I love that. So encouraging, we wanted to encourage, not not just encourage them to show respect for the land and to use it well, um, but also to participate in keeping it as organic and natural as possible. Absolutely. That's so, a big one. So um, we, did, we didn't go the way 
that the other community was looking to go, mm-hmm. at where people make a pledge. Right. But encouraging them every time we get somebody in who wants to go hiking or mountain biking, putting that information, giving it to them free. Yeah. Here you go. And whether you use it in your car to pack out trash in your car and not throw it out the window yeah. or take it with you when you go mountain biking or hiking, and if you see something, pick it up and take it with you, um, it's all good. Mm-hmm. It, it keeps it clean and ready for the next people to come. Exactly. I love that. So, like... Every meeting I go to, I may not be able to do everything that we're talking about as far as what what we could do, but we could do something. Absolutely. And so come back, and between Ed and I, we, we create all of these things. Like we have a whole, we have about seven or eight itineraries for people who come to town and are staying longer than a day. Uh, to do and the itineraries all begin and end in Aztec where they could take a drive in almost any direction and we plot it for them and tell them what you will find along that way where you could stop say you wanted to go from here out to Navajo Lake well did you know that there's a lavender farm Hmm. in Turley as well as Wines of the San Juan Right. did you know that there's the new marina out at Navajo Lake. Yeah. Um, there's just so many things, and you could that could take you a whole day of just yeah. driving the area. Even Highway 173. I recently took some friends out that way, and they they just thought the drive from Aztec to Nav- Navajo State Park was just beautiful. It's gorgeous, yeah. And so they were just excited to have it a few hours just to take that drive. We went out to the marina, had lunch, and came back. And they had a great time. Yeah. But you can also, there's a second winery out at Turley, the Turley Blanco area. There's lots of things to do. There's an alpaca ranch in Bloomfield. Mm, I and didn't know that. She, did, she, she says she wouldn't mind if people stopped by. Yeah. There's uh, a new little shop that sells beef jerky that sh- that's made in our area. Yeah. So there's lots of things. There's Salmon Ruins. And did you know they do tours out to Largo Canyon? Oh. Bistai. Chaco. They oh, do for t- ruins. Okay. For ruins. And they do tours. I took one of their tours. Mm, was a long time ago now. Yeah. About six, seven years that went out to Largo. Don't ask me where I was. <laughs> but we saw so many pueblitos. Yeah, they're everywhere. And pictographs and petroglyphs and there's so much out there. I find it more fascinating to go with a guide who knows where they are um, and can tell me a little, give me a little history or a little background or yeah. um, I because I like gleaning that additional information that if I go just by myself, I mm-hmm. I don't have. So uh, Salmon Ruins does amazing tours, and usually those tours are led by archaeologists. Yeah, 
So their knowledge is really vast. For sure. It's beautiful out there. It's just quiet. And when you get mm -hmm. to the top of some of them bluffs, it's just, it's just you can see and forever. There's also a gentleman called Larry Beck who has a class at the college for um, the older community. But there's also an organization he leads or is a part of an organization that you can find his information. And it's like $16 a year to be a member. And then he leads three to four trips out to, to, to the arches in different locations. And so you can go as a part of a group with someone who, I don't know if you know Larry Beck, but he's identified and or helped identify um, all these natural arches that we have in our area. As Ed, between him and Ed Kotick, the ones in Aztec have been identified, GPSed, and that's why we can put them on maps. But Larry has all done mo New Mexico. Wow. So there's other New Mexico. New Mexico. Jesus. So there are arches all over New Mexico. It's <laughs> a lot of work. That is a lot of work. I am, um, and so you could spend days, months, years yeah. trekking to find these arches. And it, and event, and again, they're not the only ones. The ones we've identified are not the only ones out there. Yeah. How many arches are here in Estic? We currently have identified 322. Whoa. Arches, windows, or bridges. We lump them all together under yeah. arches when we promote them, but they are—they could be an arch, a window, or a bridge. Hmm. And we 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 uh, identify what they are on the website. Oh, okay, perfect. But you have to know they're all in different canyons. They all require walking and or hiking. <laughs> take water, take snacks. There's no, little to no signage, little to no cell service. Yeah. We just want you to be prepared. Yeah. Well, and like when I send them to Bistai, I say, you're going to need a compass, GPS, or a really great sense of direction. Yeah, that's And true. I would opt for the GPS or compass. <laughs> Because uh, there are no trails out there, but there's so much to see yeah. and so much diversity of um, uh, attributes. You said you have a map of the uh, arches here? I have a, one. It's on our rack. It shows, um, and I tell people, because I'm really upfront with them, I don't know that our map will actually get you there, but it helps to give you an overview of where we're talking about, mm -hmm. where they are, how many there are, and it, to me that helps you oh, yeah. to potentially get there even if it doesn't give you, yeah. because you are going to need GPS or use the brochure with the driving directions because it is, there's, there's the roads out there are just oil and gas <laughs> roads yeah. or trails for mountain bikes and such. Yeah. So you really do need. Yeah, they can get pretty rough. Sometimes. It can, and you need to be prepared for and that. And they can start looking similar. <laughs> well, and sometimes I, I hand them the brochure and I say, now these have driving directions, and but you need to follow them precisely, because if you zig and you should have zagged, <laughs> yeah. I can't guarantee anything. Yeah, it's, there's so many little turns and T's and Y's and different directions. I mean, well, there's so many. Locations out there that 
yeah, they just go off. And that's directions. why we're working really hard to identify uh, trails and yeah. identify what type of trail it is or who should be using it. Yeah. A lot of things get cross-used, which is not necessarily terrible, but it could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I feel you. If, if you're on a mountain bike and you've got a motorized vehicle coming at you at however fast they're going, they may not be able to stop in time, or you may not feel like you have anywhere to go yeah. to get out of their way. Exactly. Even though we caution you to always stay to the right, but there's also gas and oil trucks still out there, yep. and they tend to <laughs> heavy yeah. on the pedal. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, I, yep. They like to <laughs> I fly. Agree. I agree with you there. Um, do you know who uh, runs the uh, like horseback rides up Canyon? They call it the old schoolhouse, Largo Canyon, the old schoolhouse. They they give horseback rides up there, right? I do not know. Oh, you don't know? The ones I know, Maybe it's, they don't. it's an organization, and they do rides, three or four rides in our area a mm -hmm. year, and it's a group ride, and their information is on our website, okay. and they also do group rides in southwest Colorado, too. Mm -hmm. So they do like six rides, and part of them are in southwest Colorado, and part of them are in northwest New Mexico. Cool. Yeah, because up Largo, if you drive up Largo, there's what they call the old schoolhouse. And then but, it kind of tees, and you, you can go out towards Counselors, or I think what they call Superior Mesa or something. Or you can go continue straight, and it goes right up what they call Ice Canyon. Uh, but right there at the old schoolhouse, uh, they have a bunch of horse corrals, and I think they give horseback might, rides. They might. There's a zebra there, too. They have a zebra. We'll have to check that out. I don't know what's up with the zebra. The, our best resource is people telling us. Yeah, go check out what? that zebra. I think it's cool. Yeah. I don't know if they let kids ride it. I don't know how wild zebras are. They're probably pretty... I don't even know how they got a zebra out there. Probably by truck. <laughs> or plane. Yeah, they probably didn't breed it. But if they had it by <laughs> no plane, it would have been an airdrop. And I... So, truck... <laughs> we're back to trucks. Yeah, that's funny. But if you go to our website and click on um, recreation, it lists things for whether you're, okay. you're into hiking or mountain biking or the motocross or Perfect. anything to do with our area and recreation. And that's the same website you said you and Ed? AztecNM.com. Okay, perfect. Um, well, I guess to close this, I'd just ask you, what uh, is there anything you look for or anything you're asking for from, from people um, in the community that could help you out? I mean, well, we're hoping to call a meeting in sometime in November of people who use our outdoors so that they can give input to trails they may know of. We have uh, some trails that have been given to us already that we are researching. Um, poor Ed is walking them mm -hmm. so he can GPS them and identify what um, type of trail they are. But there's probably many more out there. Yeah. Now with BLM, my understanding is that if a trail is an established trail for, say, a decade or longer, we can map that trail and let people know about it. Perfect. Because it's kind of, I don't know if grandfathered in is the right term, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a known trail. However, yeah. if you're 
one of these outdoor recreationists that are out there just going over hill and dale and making your own trails yeah those are not legal so the way it was explained to me was you can actually go onto google earth and you can change the time of the images and if you can go back to 2009 and the trail still visible on the image from 2009 which would be 10 years ago yeah then you then you you can promote that trail as as you uh, so um, and of course Ed is the is the man mm-hmm. he he does that with Google Earth he also is going out and walking these trails he is also mapping these trails yeah. getting the GPS coordinates so that we will be up and ready but we want to call in those people who use these these trails whether it's motorized vehicle, mountain bike, hiking, so that we can get get as much information as possible so that we can put good information and get people out there even using our area more uh, to for family, for friends, for tourists. Uh, we want to be able to access that information. So we're working on building our database of trails love it and so we do need input from those people who use it yeah cool I'm looking forward to that meeting it's gonna be good it'll be great and I believe Bloomfield is doing similar mm-hmm. and they're, they're just kind of in the beginning stages because they have they actually have several trails on their side yeah. that have never been mapped uh, may be known by locals yeah. Um, and maybe some that aren't known by local, like everybody. Yeah, yeah, say for sure. Local, yeah. maybe known by a few. Um, so they're working on the same thing, and Aztec and Bloomfield are working together so that we can compile that. Exciting. Because Ed can, he can, you give him the information, he can make a map of anything <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So anyway, I hope that helps. Yeah, that was great. Enjoyed that. See, you were worried that we were gonna have anything to talk about. Well, I knew we ha- could talk, but what we were gonna talk about was a little <laughs> more iffy. So anyway, right. good to talk with you. Yep. Um, I'll look forward to our next session. Okay. Thank you, Willen. You're welcome. Bye bye.